week one is in the books and we're here to talk about it yeah kyle's having a great week Steelers are one yeah. yeah and a surprising one and oh and the thursday night game tonight scary terry balled out for me so i'm doing pretty good man that guy every time he performs well i feel bad for myself <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we talked about it lots, but Ben was the guy that tipped me off on adding him as a waiver addition a couple off seasons ago, and it's the worst worst here advice we are. I think I've ever given. <laughs> Should have listened to it for myself. But we're back with a week one recap, episode seventy five. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Give us this week. Yeah, give us your seventy five. This is a good one. Vince Wilfork, I think a pretty popular player that lots of people will know about. Nose tackle, uh, run stuffer. Uh, did he, did he have a nick, Did he have a nickname when you like? I'm trying to like think of his nickname, or did he even have one? Or <laughs> I don't know. I just keep thinking Big Vince, but I don't think that's really a. Nickname. Yeah, maybe that's anyway. He it doesn't matter. I just... Hard knocks, and he wore like overalls to like nothing but overalls to like a one of their training camps, but I think that's when he went to the Texans. Um, right. But just kind of a character, really good. Uh, yeah, just a really good defensive lineman. He would have been on, I believe he was on the Seahawks Super Bowl winning team. And then I think he was gone after that. But yeah, Vince Wilfork, number 75. Sweet. Um. Yeah, my 75 is a little bit old school, but he's a Hall of Famer, and uh, no one's worn his number since because I believe it's retired with the Steelers, but it's Mean Joe Green, beast of a defensive end. So, yeah, finally had some, like, bigger names this year, or this this week, you know, (laughs) rather than our random backup offensive lineman from 2003. (laughs) Uh, way way more notable and speaking of jersey numbers man i don't know but i don't like that i don't like that my linebackers wearing a single digit number i i just can't i can't do it (laughs) there was a a tweet i re i retweeted last week and it was just somebody that was like okay i'll go ahead and say it i don't know what number anybody is anymore or something like that and i was like yeah i was watching a couple games i was like wait who's that well yeah when i I see a yeah, when I see a linebacker make a play and he's single digit, I'm like, uh, is this guy like now I know it's, I guess, a linebacker because I don't know if DBs. Anyway, I'm not sure. But I think even defensive linemen can wear single digits. So I'm like, what are we doing here? Keeps you on your toes. So, <laughs> but even like on offense now, there's like, you know, guys with, yeah, single digit numbers. And I don't know, man. You don't know if you like it yet. No, it's. I just feel like before we knew who was who, you know, based on their numbers, and now it's like I think a couple, even a few years back, they expanded the linebacker numbers to the 40s, I think, and the like. His Bud Dupree wore 48, which before I think his before his rookie year, linebackers could only be um maybe they've always been able to be 40s, but I thought it was like 50s and. Like 90s. Anyway, anyway, long story short, it's throwing me off a little bit, but I guess we'll get used to it as we go along. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was a pretty fun week one. Yeah, I guess we should dive right into it. We'll go into uh, Mm -hmm. you want to go into the opening night first game? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so we have uh, Cowboys at the Buccaneers. This was our lock of the week, but it was a lot closer than maybe either of us anticipated. It was. I mean, I guess Kyle had to suffer through a Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski-led Buccaneers offense for this game, and bro, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't very much fun either for me to uh, watch Tom and Gronk. This team is like tear it up. Team is like my nightmare, man. It's just like a reincarnation of everything that I've ha- always hated about football. You know, here they are. So, um, I guess 
real quick for those that didn't see the game, but I'm sure by this point you have. Buccaneers got the win, 31 to 29. Closer game like Kyle was stating earlier. Uh, Tom Brady goes for 379 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. So, <laughs> just <laughs> a bit of a night for him. I mean, Tom isn't like a the Aaron Rodgers type to like not throw interceptions, but I mean, I guess we'll get to Aaron Rodgers in a minute, but um, <laughs> I think the interceptions he has just in a Bruce Aaron's style offense, the interceptions are going to be there more than they were with Josh McDaniels. So, um, but the real thing I want to ask you about is Antonio Brown having five receptions for 121 yards and a touchdown. Did you Dude pull out your hair? It. Did you? Yeah, okay. Well, I tweeted during the game. I was like, nobody's allowed to like Antonio Brown. That's the rule. <laughs> and, of course, Lauren then jumps in. And he's like, I'm sorry you miss him so much. And I I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's not it at all. He's a straight-up clown. <laughs> Lauren probably thought I was actually upset by his comment. I mean, I was just a little <laughs> in my feelings at the time, so I probably was a little bit, but uh, – I mean, I don't think you miss him because you've got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju. Like, I don't really think. I definitely don't miss the guy. I just like, I just, it's just like the thing with the Tom Brady thing. Obviously, we have more reasons to hate Antonio Brown because he's actually a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Tom Brady hasn't really done anything off the field like that, you know, to really, I just hate him because he's always gotten in my team's way. But, like, you know, Tom Brady goes to Tampa, everyone loves him all of a sudden. And I'm like, well, what the frick is that, you know? The same thing's happening to Antonio Brown, man. He's people are gonna start to like that guy, and like we can't forget that he's a complete clown. First of all, <laughs> he forced his way out of the Steelers, went to a different team, didn't want to be there either. So he forced his way out of there just because he couldn't wear the helmet he wanted to wear. <laughs> Let and because Tom Brady threw him a bone, that's the only reason he's in this spot. So all I'm saying is let's not get too like, you know. Let's not get too happy about what this guy's doing here, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, that's my Um, own little rant. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's, I I understand where it's coming from. Uh, But you throw in Chris Godwin in this game, going for over a hundred yards in a touchdown. Gronk getting uh, two touchdowns in this game. Uh, I mean, Mike Evans got in there a little bit, but not a lot, but very, very high-powered offense in the passing game. Not a lot in the run game for uh, this matchup. Uh, I was a little bit, su- bit surprised by that just because I think they have lots of running backs. So, I mean, I thought they would do a little bit more. I think Fournette went for just, what was it, about 30 yards. Uh, Ronald Jones went for about 14. Like, he didn't have a very good game, Ronald Jones. Yeah, um, he, didn't he Didn't he fumble it once, too? Or You know what? I, I believe he did. Mm-hmm. But... Um, obviously this high-powered offense going against the Cowboys, looking at what the Cowboys were able to do in this game. Dak Prescott goes for 403 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, yeah, man. Zeke. No. Like Zeke had 11 uh, attempts, um, 33 yards. This is a tough defense, though, to to open up against, right? Like, Buccaneers yeah. are arguably one of the best defenses in the league. So, I mean, I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh-huh. Oh man, Dak like answered the call though. Like he was, you know, there was worries about his injuries and whatever, but like he looked pretty good for having those kind of questions. Yeah, and I mean he's he had he had two receivers that went for over 100 yards with Cooper and Lamb. Cooper getting two touchdowns, Lamb getting one. And I mean, I mean back like a few years ago, I remember I would always draft Amari Cooper, and he would always do me dirty. Like <laughs> never show up, but I think I just think Cooper is in a a better situation. Um, I don't know because even like last year he I thought he had a, a decent year without Dak, and then that first year he had Dak I thought he looked good. So, um, and and we see Gallup go out in this game he gets injured. So I would only expect Cooper and Lamb to build on what they have. Uh, done in this first game um but not enough to get it done this week so cowboys take the loss buccaneers get the win like we said this was our lock we this is what we thought would happen we just didn't think it would be this close Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah, I didn't. I definitely did not. This is a great, great game to start the season off with, though, right? Like, yeah, no, seriously, to have like a game like that rather than a stinker that sometimes we get, like, that was just, that was just a fun one all around. Even though they're two teams that I usually root against every week, but. <laughs> and this um, this came down to uh, suck up hitting a field goal, right? Yeah. For the win. You know. So. Tom got the ball with just a little bit of time left. I don't know how many times I've probably told this story. Maybe I've told it on this podcast a few times, but Ryan Suckup will always be. He leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know if you've heard this story before, Ben, but. I don't know. I'll tell you why. I'll take you back to 2012 or something like that. Okay. The Steelers were 8 and 8. They. Okay, so it was the last game of the season, right? Last week. The Steelers had to have all this stuff. Like, they had to win. There had to be, like, four of the teams lose. And then, like, anyway, there's, so there's a bunch of stuff that needed to happen, right, for them to get in. Well, I remember that Sunday, I was, like, at church following along on my phone, and all the, all the things were happening. Like, like it was yeah. all going right. And then it came down to – I can't remember if Suckup played for the Chiefs or the Titans, but those teams were playing. I think he maybe played for the Chiefs. Anyway – Long story short, he had to hit this short field goal to win. It was like a 30-something yarder. And if he would have hit that field goal, the Steelers would have went to the playoffs. So Kent and I were sitting downstairs watching it in my parents' house. And guess what? He missed. He missed. He missed. So, of course, in that game, I thought to myself, this guy's going to pull a Ryan suck up right now, but it turns out he's actually been a pretty good kicker recently. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry to go, but I think maybe I've mentioned that before, but so Ryan suck up will always have, I'll always be a little jaded against the guy. Yeah. I know he's a kicker, <laughs> but he ruined my whole he life. Ruined your life. You know? So yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it's let's, okay. um, maybe what we'll do next year is we'll go through the games that we've, picked Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about maybe a couple other games afterwards that we liked um yeah sounds good so let's so we'll start with our first game let's go uh the bills steelers matchup yeah you you might need to remind me i think i picked the bills in this game we both picked the bills you did too oh boy yeah we both picked those bills and I mean, I think that's what everyone really thought was going to happen in this game. Um, what I didn't account for was how good the Steelers' defense was going to show up for this game. Um, or how I was a little going to play. I was a little worried, man. They, uh, I mean, obviously lost a few pieces like Stephen Nelson and Bud Dupree and Stephon Tuitt's having some more injury issues, which kind of sucks because like. Cam Hayward's already one of the best defensive linemen in the league, and Stefan Tuitt's a really good end on the opposite end, too. So, um, anyway, you know, it was just a little concerning. TJ Watt hadn't really practiced all offseason. Not that that really matters for a guy like that, but, you know, there was just concerns. Yeah. But, man, after that game, so the Steelers only – actually blitzed one time all game and they still got the most pressure out of any team um in week one on the quarterback like and that just comes down to tj watt even uh like i said cam cam hayward is a beast uh even alex highsmith who they drafted last year and kind of is replacing bud dupree but man uh melvin ingram if you look at the stats, if you look at the stats, like he didn't have a spectacular game, you know, but that guy was in the backfield. That guy was just owning offensive linemen, like just pushing them back. And like, that's yeah. going to be, I think, one of the underrated signings of the offseason right there. Um, Chris, Chris Sims always refers to that as like the, the, the F, the play up game. So it's like he right. doesn't get the sack. He doesn't get the tackle, but he blows up the play enough. Like getting in the lineman's, uh, like pushing the lineman back enough where it's Allen has to uh, adjust, right? And then that puts him in a position where Devin Bush gets him or 
or somebody else, right? So, I mean, those guys are just as valuable. And uh, I really like the Melvin Ingram signing when you guys went and picked him up because I thought he was really good with the Chargers. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought him and Joey Bosa had a, a really nice one-two punch there. But Well, yeah, I'm, I agree. Like, I was excited to bring him in. We needed the depth. Um, also, Devin Bush coming back from his injury, he had, like, a bunch of tackles and like, it wasn't like, like, again, he didn't, I don't think he had any tackles for loss or anything, but he just, he's just kind of all over the field. And, um, no, yeah. So obviously the defense held their own and like, there was a block punt for a touchdown, which was exciting. Cause the first play of the, the first uh, kickoff of the game, the bills returned at like 70 something yards and got a field goal anyway. So I was worried about the special teams a little bit, but, uh, yeah, got a block punt for a touchdown. Anyway, so obviously in the first half, the Bills are up 10-0. The Steelers' offense was looking like it did at the end of last year, just no life. Like, the running game wasn't there. But this is almost a brand-new offensive line. There's, like, one guy who started last year who was – yeah, anyway. A couple of rookies starting on the offensive line. So the running game obviously still wasn't there. Najee Harris struggled a little bit, but this offensive line was playing a pretty good defensive line defense all around yeah um, the bills are a great team they went to the afc championship game last year right so yeah so nothing was really getting going but <clears throat> josh josh allen looked a little like he was he was kind of off he he wasn't very accurate in this game um but obviously he was being he was being hounded a lot and when you can get pressure with three or four guys then that means you have more people covering so people weren't open either so you know that helps a lot too. But then the Steelers offense came alive a little bit. Ben was finding his guys. Claypool made a sick catch down the sideline. Yeah, that was incredible. Like he just high pointed the football above uh oh, what's that corner's name there in Buffalo? Tredavious White. Yeah. And uh Deontay Johnson had that kind of like bobbled touchdown where the defender got the hand on it but then he kind of recovered and got the td um pat fryermuth had a couple catches the rookie tight end which man that guy makes me excited because he's everything i read about him and even like this week i was you know people were like if kyle pitts wasn't in this draft fryermuth was easily a first round pick um and uh Anyway, yeah, so I mean, obviously a little surprising, but honestly, if you go back and watch that game, even with that 10 nothing lead that the Bills jumped out to, like, the Steelers pretty much controlled the entire game. Like, again, they stymied the Bills a few times. There's a one, there was one play where they had a uh, second and four or something, and they tried a running play, and Minka Fitzpatrick came and tackled Singletary kind of with one yard to go or something. So it was, or no, that that was a third down. So they went for it again on fourth. And they tried this really weird, like, fake QB sneak pitch back. Anyway, you'll have to go check it out. But uh, Cam Sutton, the corner, read it the whole way and just blew it up seven yards deep. <laughs> and so they turned it over. Anyway, so the defense, yeah. And also, I guess I wanted to say that. Shout out to, like, some of the Steelers corners that uh, you haven't really heard of cam cam Sutton has kind of been a guy who was kind of a nickel corner at times behind Mike Hilton last year, Mike Hilton left and that guy had a phenomenal game and they have this, uh, I don't know if his name's maybe it's Trey Norwood, but it, his last name is Norwood. He was their seventh round pick this last year. And he's like, he's getting in the game for snaps and he had a pretty good game too. Um, so anyway, guys just stepped up all around on that defense, and then when the offense got going finally, it was uh, it was it was fun, man. Like that second half was just a complete, like we just controlled that game, just made stops when we had to, scored when we had to. Um, Ben Ben had a few throws, you know, where like some deep throws that were a little floaty, you know, mm-hmm. but. Uh, But I mean, they're not they're not a lot to complain about. I think the offense will just come around as it goes. Obviously, as they get more comfortable in this new offense with the new offensive coordinator and everything. But anyway, for the sake of me just rambling on, I think we were all surprised at the outcome of that game, especially after the way it started. But 
very pleased with it beating, you know, one of the top teams in the AFC. Um, although it's week one, I mean, lots of people were crapping on the Steelers coming into the year, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be arguably one of the top two teams in the AFC in the, the season opener, that's a good way to start out. Um, on the road, too. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, on the road. So I think you really hit on everything. I don't really think there's anything else. I mean, yeah, not a lot from either team in the run game. So, I mean, Zach Moss mm-hmm. was downgraded, like, or inactive in this game kind of unsuspectedly. Yeah. Um, but, like, again, like, the, the Steelers held, like, digs. To only 69 yards. Nine oh, yeah. Seconds. I forgot to mention that. So yeah, Diggs, Diggs did nothing, really. So, yeah. Good job on your Steelers. So, we'll see if they can do it again this week. Yeah, man. We got the Raiders at home. So, I know the Raiders just upset the Ravens, but that was kind of a crazy game. So, anyways, we'll see how it goes. Let's go to the, uh, the Cardinals and the Titans. Okay. I think I picked the Cardinals in this game. Yeah, um, let me, sorry, let me go to the picks here. Yeah, you picked the cards, I picked the Titans, man. I might I might Perfect. be a little hot, too high on the Titans this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did not think that this is the way that this game would go. I thought this would be a little bit of a closer match, but Cardinals offense, I mean, Kyler Murray just is insane. Like, some of these plays where he's scrambling in the pocket, he's out of the pocket on one side and then he rolls back to the other and it looks like he's going to run the ball, but then he jukes, dodges, dip dives, and he's all over the place, you know? And <laughs> yeah. And, he, and there was that one highlight where he's doing all that and it looks like he's going to go for the run, but then he stops like at the line of scrimmage, pops back and then he just throws like a dart down the field. And I mean, like I've seen Russell Wilson do similar uh, plays like that, but I mean, Kyler is just quicker, and so it just looks that much more impressive on on film or in live action. So Kyler's going to have a great year, I think. Two hundred and nine yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception. I mean, he had twenty yards rushing and a touchdown. So, man, if you drafted Kyler Murray in your fantasy league, you're you were laughing this this week. Um, not a lot from the rushing game, though, when it comes to, like, Edmonds and Connor. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk both had two touchdowns. Um, Rondell Moore got in, involved a little bit. AJ Green, barely any. Uh, but the uh, this air raid offense that uh, the Cardinals are running. Um, what's their coach's name again? I'm blanking on his name. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. So this offense that he's trying to implement, I mean, we saw a little bit of it last year. They had kind of a rougher year, but uh, a season opener, it's looking pretty good. And just that whole division, the NFC West, it's like, man, is there a scenario where all four of these teams get into the playoffs? Like, that would be... Well, yeah, man, that's going to be a... Like, after this showing by the Cardinals, you know, a lot of people were thinking they were the fourth team in that division, but man, they could. You just see any one of these teams winning it, winning the division. Yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> um, the Titans, Titans have been kind of plagued with COVID recently. Like they've had some players that have been, or some staff members that have been dealing with that. So it's I mean, a classic Titan story. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it really is though. I mean, I feel like that comes up every time. Uh, their leading receiver was a. Rogers, is this Chris Rogers? Chester Rogers. Hmm. Uh, you wouldn't suspect that with AJ Brown and Julio Jones on the roster. Yeah, weird. Uh, um, not a game from Derrick Henry though. Fifty-eight yards. That's not what you're expecting from him. So I don't anticipate that that will remain the same. Um, but I mean, with the Titans losing this game. And the Texans winning their game. Texans are in first place in the AFC South. So. Well, yeah, because yeah, the Jags lost, and so did the Colts. So I mean, yeah, Colts. I know, yeah. I know. It's there's our week one overreaction. So. 
Texans are going to the playoffs. (laughs) Watch out for the Texans. I think last episode I said they were the worst team in the NFL by far. Now I'm saying they're going to win their division. So I'm all over the place. They might be better than the Jags. (laughs) Um, Anything else from this game? I mean, Mm, no, I I don't think so. What I took away from the game was that DeAndre Hopkins is still a stud. Yeah, he's a magician. Got a lot of weapons on that offense, so. Right. Could be pretty good. Right. So I got one game on you. Yeah. I believe... Uh, yeah, we'll get into it later, but I think you beat me out this week. Picks-wise. Packers-Saints Packers, Saints was our next game. Man, oh man. This, is, this, is, this did not go <laughs> how it should have. Or how we expected it to. Um, I, I picked the Packers. So well, yeah, I think I think we both did. Uh, but man, maybe LASIK surgery was just what James needed, you know. Um, he uh, so it was weird. He threw he threw five touchdowns in this game, but he only had like 149 total passing yards, which yeah, it's just it's just a crazy stat line when you think about it. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, he just looked despondent, like. He didn't seem to care what was happening. He couldn't get the ball where he wanted to. He threw picks. Um, the running game sure didn't help him out in this game at all. Um, no. But, man, like, I mean, we can talk about all the conspiracies we want if Aaron Rodgers is just pissed. But, like, I don't think a guy like that straight up goes into a game and try, actively tries to, like <laughs> – uh, so either. You know what I mean? But I think a part of it might be like he's kind of fed up and he just maybe, I don't know, maybe he's just kind of getting to that point where he's like, I'll still go out and play, but <laughs> I don't know, man. It just it seemed very odd just to get blown out the way they did, even so much that they brought Jordan Love in late later in the game. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, obviously they weren't coming back, but I mean, it's. I guess it's not weird that they brought him in, but it's it's just such a with everything that's gone on with Rogers and uh, Love and like the drafting of him and the the place that they took him and everything in the offseason that they've been talking about with Rogers and then Love gets in on the first game too. It's just I don't know. Like there was clips of Rogers on the bench. He doesn't look happy. He, he looks upset. He looks. I don't know, there's, like, questions about his work ethic now and all these different things or how in the offseason he didn't do enough to prepare. And, and it's just, I don't know. Um, I I also think the Saints' defense is still really good, and I think with Breeze leaving, a lot of us, I know I did, um, kind of discredited the, the Saints. Like, I didn't think they'd be very good this year because they lost Breeze, but, I mean... If I think back and I look back at it, I mean, when they had Teddy, they won games with Teddy and they won games with Taysom Hill when Breeze was out. So, and Sean Payton's still a good coach. So, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising that the Saints are still going to have a competitive team and a good team. So, you just don't think that they're going to do that to the the Packers, the week one. So, well, yeah, having a guy, I think having a guy that can throw downfield like, um, you know, Breeze was kind of, I mean, people always talk about how Roethlisberger, you know, couldn't throw very far last year. But, like, Breeze, I think, was even worse. I mean, or at least he looked that way, you know. And so having a guy like Jameis who can actually sling it might just be what the doctor ordered down there, you know. Yeah. So we'll see if Jameis can keep it going. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And, uh. That's another quarterback I got there in Dynasty, so. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Let's go to our upside game, the Browns and the Chiefs. Um, I yes, think sir. This game is a, a possible upset if something could happen, but ultimately we both figured the Chiefs would be able to pull, pull out a win here, which is actually what happened. The Browns put up a really good fight. Had the lead yeah, yeah. for a significant portion of the game, and then the Chiefs, you know, worked their magic and 
The upset was looking likely all game. They threw a 79-yard touchdown pass to Terry Kill, so it's... It's just crazy how they have – it's just crazy how they have, you know, obviously Mahomes can just extend a play, and then they have a guy like Terry Kill where, like, Mahomes just basically slung that because he saw one-on-one, and he just trusted that Terry Kill would make the adjustment to go get it or, like, to come back and get it because it was kind of – anyway. And then he did, and then he can just outrun the guy. Yeah, you know, the speed is just insane. You just have an embarrassment of riches there. And, you know, when you have a guy like Mahomes where even if the – defense is getting pressure on him it doesn't really matter too much you know because the guy's just got the arm to and the legs to just like he can throw you can make any throw you know <laughs> like from any like running falling back whatever so um what did you think of what the browns did i was i thought it was pretty impressive the run game the balanced approach between passing yes. and the run game the browns um, were the very impressive good. Um, but it, yeah, but again, this is the best, arguably the best team in football that they played week one. So for them to, mm-hmm. I mean, be, be right there with them most of the game, uh, yeah, Browns, I think they're, this is looking like a good year for them all around. Yeah. Their defense is good, obviously. And, um, they have their run game, you know, probably, probably, Probably the best two running back, like one, two in the NFL. Um, did Chubb, did Chubb have a fumble in this game, or am I thinking of a different game? Sure. I thought maybe he fumbled it, but take a look here. Maybe I'm thinking of, of a diff, someone in a different game, but anyway. Oh, it doesn't show me the fumbles here. No, I don't. I don't know if he did or not. Oh, it, it does. Yeah, it says he did did have one. Yeah, he lost a fumble in this game. Um, okay. But I mean, other than that, like their run game is just still very impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Chiefs just have <laughs> Chiefs just have that guy, man. Tyree Kill, eleven receptions, one hundred ninety-seven yards. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, it's just this wild stat stat line there, man. But yeah, I mean, I'm happy the Browns lost, obviously, but they're looking pretty good. But I think what I've, I think from what I've heard this week is like, if if the Browns can rely on the running game, then obviously they'll be good. But when when Baker kind of has to become the guy to like make things happen more than like um take what's there then it then that's when he kind of starts to throw that picky through you know like kind of make decisions yeah, like that. that was there was still a decent amount of time on the clock it was first down and he was getting tackled from behind in the pocket and it's like i had no business throwing that ball to yeah through, just but. just go down just take it because yeah yeah they were moving the ball pretty good too. Like most of the game, they were able to move the ball against the Chiefs, and so yeah, just a, a poor passing choice by by Baker there. But for most of the game, he had been pretty good. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like Baker still has to work those out. Like get uh, be comfortable enough taking a sack or taking a loss um, rather than throwing up a fifty-fifty ball. So um. Okay, let's go to our – oh, we already talked about the lock because it was the Buccaneers and the yeah. Cowboys. Um, one of the game I wanted to touch on was the Patriots. Let's go to that one here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we need to talk about your Pats and the new, the new era. Well, we lost. So I'll start with there. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we lost 17-16 in the one-point game, so that was really – that sucks. Um, I really liked what I saw from Mac Jones. I thought he was able to move the ball efficiently down the field. Uh, the run game, I really, really liked. Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, I thought were going to be this awesome one-two punch. At running back, James White coming in for the, the receiving work. Um 
the Dolphins look good. Tua looked good. Uh, obviously, their defense is is talented. Uh, I know the McCourty twins were playing against each other, which they said was weird because they've been on the same team for the last few years. Um, I guess Alandon Roberts uh, on defense for the Miami Dolphins called out whatever the Patriots were running on offense. Like he called out the play. And Mac Jones oh. was lined up under center, and so Mac Jones heard that, and so then he shot him a wink because he, he called out the play. So I, I kind of <laughs> like the little like playfulness of Mac Jones there. I think it's funny. Um, when you sent when you sent me that video, I was like, "Big sack, Mac." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe the, hopefully, he, uh, hopefully that nickname will catch on. I'm pretty sure he took a shot from Roberts too. Like he got laid out, um, but. Yeah, um, just, just certain players, like seeing Johnny in the game, like, man, that guy's quick. He can move for a tight end. And uh, Aguilar had 72 yards and a touchdown. Um, so it was nice to see Matt get his first touchdown in this game. Uh, so really kind of back-and-forth game. Gilmore obviously wasn't playing. Defense had a, an interception. And we kind of got into this situation that we had in the number of games last year where it's, you know, two minutes left, we've got the ball, we're down by four, we need a touchdown to get the win, and we weren't able to get it done last year. And, and so as we were coming down, I thought Mac was moving the ball well, and then obviously Damian Harris has that crucial fumble. Um, so that sucks. And Ramondre Stevenson had fumbled earlier in the game, and it's just, you know – Poor timing for those kind of things, and and they can fix that. Like they can uh, they can address that and take care better care of the ball. Um, it just sucks that you know. I really thought we were going to drive down and score, and win the game, and then, I mean, you know, nothing takes like the wind out of your sails more than a a fumble with like a minute left, and you're at the there's like two minutes, I guess, and you're in like yeah. the, their territory, and so. Uh, I hope Damien, I, I bet Ramondre is going to get some time cut back from him. I hope Damien doesn't get too much cut back. Um, I know Bill's pretty strict about fumbling, and uh, I mean, he's known to punish running backs for plays like that. So we'll see what he does. Um, but from what I've read, I think Damien's still going to get similar looks, similar workload. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I'm not going to go on much longer here, but good win by the Dolphins. I thought Tua answered some of the, the calls that have been made on his part um, from industry professionals and critics around. So made some good throws in this game. And uh, anything else? No, that's really about it. So, I mean, I anticipate the Patriots get to win this week because they play the Jets and I I think that they'll be looking to get a little bit of redemption after losing by one point to the Dolphins, So, mm-hmm. which really sucks because it's a divisional rival. So that's a game you want. So, But anything you wanted to add to the Patriots and Dolphins? No, I didn't. Uh, like I said, I was watching the Steelers game in the early window, so I didn't get to see a lot of the other games. Um I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins are still one of those teams where, you know, we're still not sure what Tua can be, but um, they're a solid all-around team. But a lot of people are saying that about the Patriots too. So, and with the Bills losing Week One, um, yeah, don't expect that to keep happening. Apps. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like could be some intrigue here. As um, let's. Um, just we'll kind of maybe we'll name the rest of the games and we can just kind of give our one line yeah thought takeaway from the game. So let's go um, Seahawks Colts. Uh, the takeaway I had from this game was basically the Seahawks have two big play wide receivers that can <laughs> score at any time. That's what I really Bro- took away from it. Russell Wilson throws the best deep ball in the NFL. That's what I took away. All right. It's just let's, it's beautiful and perfect. <laughs> there you go. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go uh, Jaguars-Texans. What would you take away from this game? 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we could really take away here. Um, surprised that the Texans did so well, but also the Jaguars are just bad. So, I mean, um, I mean, Lawrence threw three picks, I think. I didn't really see any of the highlights, though, so I'm not sure how they came, but he also threw three touchdowns. So, I mean, up and down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Not, not much else. Just kind of, a, just kind of a shocker here that the Texans did did what they did. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Uh, what I took away from this game was that I have no idea what's going on in the AFC South. So, um, <laughs> uh, Chargers Washington. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is, is hurt. Yeah, yeah. So Justin Herbert's still looking pretty good. And yeah, I, think, I don't think Herbert was a fluke. Maybe that's the takeaway from this game is that Herbert's the real deal. Yeah, so. I think they got something there. Um, Eagles Falcons. <laughs> the Falcons. Actually, I'll go first here. Okay, go ahead. Um, there was a uh, Mayfield is one of the names of like the linemen that the Falcons recently drafted, and mm-hmm. he put out a tweet that said. If you don't want your quarterback to get hit, take me. And then the next image, so that's like the first image of his tweet. And then the next image is like of Matt Ryan sprawled out on the ground. And then <laughs> Mayfield standing over him, just kind of like looking around. And it's just like, I don't know. I think life after Julio is going to be very tough for Matt Ryan. So that's what I took away from this game. And yeah, I was just, I was just going to say, I think the Falcons might be the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> Like, Maybe. like this, like this was rough, man. <laughs> so, anyway, but Jay, Jalen Hurts had a great game. So, yeah. Um, 49ers Lions. What did you take away from this one? Well, again, the Niners look good, but also they just about let the Lions come back after being up by twenty plus points. Um, I don't know what's going on in that 49ers backfield, man. Like most are set. Mostert is out now. Uh, um, oh, who's their rookie? Trey Last Sermon so. was like, oh yeah, he was like a healthy scratch. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they have all these other. I don't know, man. That the running back situation there confuses me. And but I mean, I think they're going to be another good team in this division. So I just think 49ers might be a little bit, you know, back now. And if Garoppolo slips up, they got Trey Lance waiting in the wings. Yeah, they ran that dual quarterback offense, so that was interesting. Um, my takeaway from this game was, yeah, basically Shanahan can make any running back work. It doesn't matter who you are. He's going right. to look good. So um, Bengals-Vikings. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook didn't fumble that ball. Um <laughs> so the Bengals really should have never had a chance at the well wait did this this game go to overtime yeah it did it did um yeah. he fumbled at the end of regulation I think but anyway um but Joe Burrow I think is also something real I mean his stat line doesn't blow you away but like he didn't he didn't turn the ball over um yeah, I don't know, man. The Bengals could kind of have a surprising amount of wins maybe than we thought. <clears throat> Might have a little bit of a competitive team there. Yeah, I think my takeaway was uh, it's actually more about Joe Mixon, just that when he's healthy and he's on the field, he's a great running back. Um, so I know we haven't seen a lot of Mixon in a lot of yeah, games recently. Right. but um, Jets-Panthers. My takeaway from this was... Uh, I mean, I know Zach Wilson didn't have the best game, but I just think he's got one of the best arms. Well, he has the best arm of the rookies for sure. Mm-hmm. Some of the throws that he made in this game, I mean, he had no help. He was running for his life on some of these plays. And, uh, yeah, he just incredible throws. He's what I thought he was going to be. So I, I just hope that he can keep it going and that he can have a little bit more time and uh, – he got laid out by Brian Burns mm-hmm. in this game, and I thought he was dead. 
<laughs> just like the way the the hit looked. I was like, I was like, oh, he's dead. Like he killed him. But he right. uh, he he got right back up, and I just was like, I was worried. I did not want him to get hurt. But yeah, tough game. But it's what we expect. The Jets are the Jets, right? So they need to. Yeah, it's gonna be tough sledding for them. Yeah. Um. Any other? Oh, Broncos. Oh, sorry. Did you have anything from that game you wanted? To... No, I didn't. No, I. Yeah, that one I didn't really see much of. So. Uh, Broncos Giants. I didn't see a lot of this game. Uh, this is Jerry Judy goes down, which sucks for my oh, fantasy team. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but it really sucks for the Broncos because he was looking really good in this game um, before he went down. So he's out six to eight weeks, I believe. So, Bridgewater looked pretty good. Yeah, he did. For what it was. Um, the Giants are a mess, but we kind of already knew that. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for Saquon. He's so talented. I just yeah, you know, he's got no line to run behind. And I just saw, I just saw on Twitter tonight the said the Giants have the worst record in the NFL since that picture of the like of Odell and all those guys on on the boat was taken or whatever that year when they made the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. So, thought that was funny. Um, um, okay, two games left. Uh, Bears, Rams. A um, couple things. I think David Montgomery is a, le- a legit RB1. I think he's mm-hmm. a great running back. And uh, Matt Stafford. He's the real deal. Like, he is. This is going to work. Stafford's going to like it there. Yep. He's got a yep. lot of weapons and the right coach and i think justin fields is going to be the starter in chicago soon <laughs> yeah again we saw him come into the game get his touchdown off of a run and yeah I, those fans want him in so bad i mean i would mm-hmm. too yeah so all right last one this was a wild game i mean we um, probably should be talking more about this game but um, i've never seen two Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I watched this game. So I probably caught the third, fourth in overtime. And I watched it with the Manning brothers doing their broadcast. Oh, yeah. And it was hilarious. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> just because they would say stuff and like they're brothers, right? So they give each other a hard time. And yeah. They would have like Travis Kelsey on and like uh, Russell Wilson. So like it was entertaining to like see their insight. And I enjoyed it more than. You know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so just in that regard, I enjoyed the game. But uh, Ravens running back room is a mess. Injuries galore on this team. And the Raiders, they just, they always find a way to beat some of these elite teams, right? So, yeah, man. But neither team seemed to want to win this game there at the end. <laughs> they were both like right. weird turnover. Lamar Jackson fumbled it twice, which, man, nothing makes – you know, there's not a lot that makes me happier than Ravens failing at life. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you this, though. So um, I'm playing in a fantasy league that Ben Huber is running. Uh, uh-huh. It's like a 20-team league. And so I was playing Ben in our matchup this week. He had a lead by about – okay. So he had a lead of about 0.2 – he had 88.24 points and I had 88.0. So I okay. needed like anything from anybody. I had Mark Andrews in and I had Carlson, the kicker for the Raiders. So in this chaotic game that's going on, Mark Andrews near the end has the reception. And I was like, oh, I won. Because I, like, I, I didn't need any points. I needed like one reception would mm-hmm. do it. And so I thought he caught it, but he dropped it. And then the fumble happened. And then the Raiders drove down, brought on the kicker, and I was like, oh, well, I'll get the points for the field goal, and I'll, I'll still beat him. And they took out the kicker. And then they ran that play where they threw the touchdown, and then I didn't win the game because Andrews they don't didn't get any more extra... points. And then, yeah, they don't kick the extra point, so I lost. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so... I was sitting here. I was like, "Oh, I'm totally gonna win this." I'm like, "Oh crap!" I was like, "This just turned real, real That's sour brutal. real quick." That's so, brutal. 
just a funny matchup there. So huh. all I need, all I needed was like half a point. So and I couldn't get mm-hmm. it. So so when they were doing like the, the kicker in and out for the Raiders, I was dying. I was like, just let him kick it. But yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I mean, take away from this game, I guess we kind of really just talked about it, but uh, the Raiders, the Raiders know when to show up. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> okay. Let's see here. So I guess we'll do our picks for next week, hey? Yeah, let's let's pick next week. So to recap, you said Ben, you went three and two, and I went two and three because I had the Buccaneers and the Bills, right? You had the Bills. Sorry. Not the Bills, the Bucks and Chiefs, sorry. And then you had the uh, Bucks, Chiefs, and Cardinals. So you got a one game lead on me. Thank goodness. Um, but the first game we're going to pick is the Bills at the Dolphins. This has some intrigue just based on divisional matchup. And yeah, I don't know. Both these teams are going to be battling it out. But uh, who are you going to pick here? I'm going to pick the Bills. Just coming off that loss against the Steelers, I think they're going to be, especially against the losing game one, going against a division rival in game two here. They need this, so I'll take the Bills. Yeah, I expect the Bills to win this one pretty handily, to be honest. Um, we still don't know if that uh, Miami offense can really do much, and so if the Bills can put up some points, then I think they'll – They'll win the game. Okay. Um, Titans at Seahawks. Again, this one's just... Again, the Titans got blown out, but this one's got some intrigue here because both these teams are expected to be tops in their respective conference or at least close to it. Um, But it's at the Seahawks, and it's based on the Titans showing... Last week, I think I'll go with Seattle. All right. Now I have to decide if I want to try and get a game here. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is where I would do it, though. I think I do think the Seahawks win this game. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Seahawks, too. Man, we might have all the same picks this week. All right. Chiefs at Ravens. I believe this um, is Sunday night football. Yep. Yeah, I mean, with just with the Ravens, their situation, I gotta pick the Chiefs. This is... Yeah, me too. I think the Ravens are just too beat up, man. They lost another corner apparently last week, who played like a lot of snaps against the Raiders. They're down Marcus Peters and all all their running backs and Alejandro Villanueva, who they got from the Steelers, is a turnstile tackle. So. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, okay, let's, let's do our upset of the week. Um, yeah. So in, in Pittsburgh Raiders at, Pittsburgh. yeah, it's at Pittsburgh. That's why the Steelers are favored by six points right now. Um, decided to go with this game just based on what the Raiders did last week. They could surprise and the Steelers offense is a little unpredictable, but you know, I got to go with my boys here. I respect them. I think there's a chance here that the Raiders could be coming off some momentum from their last win. So yeah, me too. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Raiders just on a shot okay. here. See if I can get a game on you. Another well, man, game on you. Darren Waller's a beast. So if we can't find an answer for him, who knows? Oh, man. Yeah. And then obviously our last game is our lock, and we actually selected the Browns over the Texans, even with what the Texans did in Week One. I do not believe in them. I do not believe in anything that that organization does. So, with that yeah, being said, I'm picking the Browns organization, <laughs> um, which I don't know if I agree with as a movie, but they are the better team. So, I will pick the Browns. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about. It's just weird to talk about the Browns as like a we're sitting here like yeah we'll we'll take Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, seriously. feels feels wrong. All right, so that's our picks. Now let's hop over to fantasy for a little bit. 
first week is in the books here. Um, it was rough. Yeah. Sorry about that, Ben. I will start with my matchup. So I played Ben okay. Heber. He scored 213 points. He almost scored 100 more points than I did. He just has, like, studs everywhere. I've got backups everywhere. Um, I lost Judy. Um, oh, yeah. I had, Russell, I had Russell Gage in my lineup. That guy got zero points. He didn't do anything. So, I mean, not great. <laughs> so, yeah, I got friggin' thrashed today. Thrashed? Squashed. Mm-hmm. I did not win is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Um, the only bright spot that came out of last week was the, um, the Elijah Mitchell, who was on my taxi squad, who I've now moved into my lineup. Um, he is that running back for the San Francisco 49ers, who they believe is going to take on a larger role. Um, so I think I've actually found a starting running back that I'll be able to play for the next few weeks, which is great because I needed one. And... Yeah, I might be running Mac Jones and uh, Zach Wilson as my quarterbacks next week. So <laughs> that'll be very interesting. So, um, but I mean, really poor performance on my part. Uh, Huber had like Dalvin Cook, Mahomes had a great week. He had Aaron Rodgers, who didn't do very good for him, but I mean, he made up for it basically at every other position with yeah. Kill getting 37, Hopkins getting 26. Cooper Cup at 23, Hawkinson 25. I mean, he just all the up and down. He didn't even have to play a defensive player because, I mean, he didn't need to. So, I mean, that was a bit of a shot, but a fair point on his part. So, um, so that's my matchup. Matchup? Was it really a matchup? It wasn't near <laughs> competitive at all, but uh, uh, gosh darn it, I tried. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's how a lot of my matchups are going to be this year, so. Um, let's go to yours. All right, let's do it. So, took on Jordan this week, and I won fairly handily here. Um, Jordan got Tre- Tre- Trevor Lawrence did okay, twenty-two. I mean, he threw three picks, so it could have been better. Baker kind of had a Baker fantasy game, <laughs> less than twenty yeah. points. Um. Jordan so, played Sony Michelle. Yeah, I really didn't do anything. DeAndre Swift wasn't expected to really contribute that much this week, but he had a big game. Um, you know, just kind of middle of the road performances, maybe for a lot of these guys that Jordan played this week. Um, but I had Josh Allen didn't do so well. Matt Stafford did great. Montgomery, man, Adam Thielen's just. That guy's just consistent, man. He just he, he Kirk, Kirk Cousins loves him, especially in the red zone. A couple TDs. Um, Travis Kelsey is obviously my meal ticket. <laughs> yeah. Cream Hunt somehow always ends up getting in the end zone at least once. Dante Johnson scored. I had the top kicker of the week. Robbie Gold. Nice. Robbie Gold. So. And, of course, Pittsburgh's defense scored a touchdown, so they balled out. So, I mean, overall, I just had a pretty stellar week. I mean, just some consistent performances there um, all around. And I even had some really good production on my bench, like both Cousins and Winston and um, Melvin Gordon and (laughs) even Jarvis Landry and freaking Brandon Cooks. Yeah, so... Anyway, I like how my team is shaping up here. Obviously, it sucks that I lost Acres, but it seems like I'll be able to supplement my lineup without him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, so we can... Let's go to a closer matchup. Let's go to um, uh, Brady and Dallin played. So, Dallin got the win. Recently named his team the the youth movement because he has a fair number of rookies or sophomore players. So I mean, let's see. I, I liked Taylor his uh, week. I liked his name before. Chase is off the case, but 
Oh yeah, that's right. Cranley chases back on the case because that guy had a really good game. But yeah, so I mean, like Dallin was playing like DJ Chark, Justin Jefferson, Ceedee Lamb, Devonta Smith had a nice game. Godwin had a nice game. Yeah, so and then Herbert and Wentz decently uh, decent points for him. So yeah, nice nice week here from Dallin. I'm just looking at his bench. Who did he opt not to play? No huge performance. I mean, Daryl Henderson, maybe. He didn't play Jamar around. Chase, after all. Yeah, and Chase had about 20 points, so maybe he'll find his way into his lineup this week. Um, and then looking at Brady, I mean, Brady just had some guys that just really underperformed. Slot, namely Zeke, Elliott, Adams. Adams, Julio, Mark Andrews. So I don't anticipate to see, like, Brady have – more weeks like this, but yeah, neither do I. Um, I'd expect some of these guys to bounce back. Um, so yeah, Dallin gets the win, and then That's uh, Dallin's first win. And no, just kidding, he had, he had a couple <laughs> last year, I guess. But um, we have Lauren and Mark in our last matchup. So I think Mark actually had a really good start to the week because he had like Amari Cooper, Tom, Tom. Brady. And uh, oh, he lost Mostert. He had Mostert in his lineup, and oh, and Mike Evans didn't do much either. Yeah, I mean Darren Wallace still did a lot for him. So like Mark had a good week, had some disappointments with a couple of guys, and obviously Mostert being on the roster when he's he gets hurt in the game and only gets you two points. That's, I mean, I could only dream of scoring 189 points at this rate. So, um, I got nothing to say about that. Uh, <laughs> But then, yeah, Lauren just had – he had Kyler Murray, 34.56 points. That's, that's good. Joe Mixon, 25. Stephon Diggs still had 15. Wow. Tyler Lockett had 26. Chubb had 22. Yeah, so just more consistent, better weeks from some of the guys that were in Lauren's lineup. And Mark got, again, a guy injured, a couple guys yeah. who performed. So. Lauren's got an embarrassment Lockett. riches at running back there. Holy crap. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, he had oh, he had Debo Samuel on his bench. Debo went for thirty-one, and he's got Antonio Brown. So, After oh, guy. Kirk had Christian Kirk <laughs> had twenty-four. Nice. He he had Gronk on his bench too. Twenty-eight. Looking at Lawrence rosters, making me yikes. Sick. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, when I fast forward to next week, my matchup is uh, I'm playing Mark. <laughs> He's out, projected to outscore me by about 50 points, so or 40 points. So, but still, that's cheering for the upset get. here. The only thing is, he had Gibson play tonight, and Gibson only got him 9.3 points. Yeah, so put up a little bit of a dud. That was my attempt to sabotage, and it may have worked tonight. Ah, oh, I see Let's you're see. playing that. So you're playing that anti-vaxer Cole Beasley in your lineup. <laughs> Dude, I have to. I, God, who else am I going to play? <laughs> I have a. Uh, let me look at this. Cordell hey, Patterson, I could put in. Beasley's a good idea. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to shame I'm not, you. I'm not, I'm not putting Russell Gage <laughs> again. That guy screwed me over. Yeah, so I have to rely on the uh, anti-vaxxer Cole Beasley. <laughs> Your boy Josh Allen loves to pass him the ball, so I mean. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. I. Who you? Um. Sorry, are you done with your matchup? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing Dallin this week. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) I'm playing Dallin this week. Had a great start to my week with Terry McLaurin tonight, 28.7. And Dallin had Blake Martinez, 8.5. Yeah, I mean, I got to, like, I think I'm going to stick with Allen and Stafford. I mean, I'm kind of tempted to throw. Uh, Jameis in there over Josh Allen just had a bad game but I kind of expect him to bounce back so yeah, I'll stick with that I wouldn't trust Jameis quite yet I think I'll generally stick with what I got because I think the guys I have in my starting lineup are kind of the the starters um, yeah I don't know I don't really see a reason to really change anything uh I might I might switch to a different kicker depending on, but that doesn't really matter. Anyway, I think I'm gonna go with that. But uh, 
I know Dallin's got some, like you said, his whole team is stacked with young guys, and he got some guys that can go off. So I'm not this. This isn't an automatic win like it used to be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my team now. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but we are gonna have Jordan come on and do some power yeah. things for us. Yeah, we were gonna have him come on this week, but he was driving to Edmonton tonight, so we'll we'll have him on eventually. Switch it up. Um, and then to round out the matchups, we've got the uh, the picket bowl going on with Brady and Jordan. Oh yeah, uh, Jordan. Bit of a lead, but still think that Brady's projected to to take the week. And then uh, we've got Huber and uh, Lauren facing off. This is a, a big matchup just because these are two teams that are uh, they were both in the top three for scoring last week, I think. So I mean, we'll see what they they can put up yeah. this week. Nobody's Lauren, they haven't Lauren had beat play. Me out, and I think Ben was right behind me for scoring. Yeah. So. Huh. Uh, see, see who ends up two and zero out of this matchup. So. Right. Yeah, but well, so far I'm uh, liking my my points for and points. I think last year I had the most points against in the whole league. <laughs> uh, so I'm liking that that first week. I that doesn't have to happen, but um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. That's it. I think for the fantasy yeah. world. Yeah, I just finished the Thursday night game tonight and hmm. looking forward to the weekend and Sunday's games. Really hoping the Patriots get a win. Man, really I got to I got to study for my my next uh, CPA exam is next Thursday. Oh boy. So I'm going to be studying this weekend and probably Sunday, so I'm going to watch the Steelers game and try my best not to turn the games on to study, but who knows how far I'll make it. I'll keep it posted. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will have my ways, but uh, that's kind of what my weekend looks like. So a little bit of a bummer, but once I'm done this exam, then I'm done, I'm done CPA till next spring. So. Hey, good for you. So football will be in the clear, baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, well that does it. Okay. We'll see you guys next week.